Good morning. Morning. Buenos dias. It Hola. is Monday night for us, Tuesday morning for you guys. Here we are at the Rocha household in Stockton, California. This is our living room, the room where we live. Uh -huh, that's good. And uh, forward and backwards. Huh? You 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 did a like a Yoda. A Yoda. Hmm. <laughs> The room we live. The live we room. <laughs> no, it's, it is a living room. You have to say it backwards. Room we live. Yep. Why does it always have a big old shadow on my face and your face is brightly lit? Because I'm wearing blue. No, but I don't, why? I don't, every time that happens, why do I have a shadow on my face? Is it because you're... No, look, I'm facing straight. Why does it do that? That's weird. Do you want to sit here? No, that's just weird. Every time. Like, look, this whole face is shadow. Look, you, no matter where you go, your face is all lit, the whole face. Oh, I'm lit. But look at me. I walk, a big old shadow. I walk in the light. The only shadow you have, let me see, it may be your neck a little bit from, but look, my whole face. Anyways. Look, you're shining your head. Um, <laughs> today, guys, uh, started the day off, 6 in the morning. By 6.18, I was on my bike. I did, how many? 16.8. 16. 16. Just a little bit more, I would have hit 17 miles today on my bike. It's pretty good, actually. The day before or last week? No, yeah, last week. I did 14 miles, and I kind of struggled with it. And the today, pff, I felt great. I could have kept going, actually. Um, it's been a very uh, bittersweet day, like a very somber but bittersweet day. It's been, um, you know, it's, it's been one of those days. It's been a very rare day today. You know, for, for many reasons, you know, we've had um, moments of, of good, moments of, of sadness, moments of busy, busyness, you know, it's been a very, uh, it's been a, a, just a, like a day like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All day. Because it started for you with going on a ride, and then we immediately came right back, and we had to go towards Elk Grove to pick up some... We came back. Well, you came back, and mm. then you immediately, we went to Elk Grove to pick up some um, stools for the church, and we had to be all the way over there by 9 o'clock in the morning and yeah. be back. And I know you were, by the time we felt already we had already did so much by that morning and we and you were like oh my god it's barely 10 o'clock in the morning yeah i already did the 17 miles went to elk grove came back yeah. got coffee and then um and then by that time i know you were you were finishing up and working still on um you know pastor lydia's uh book and you were i was working on the menus and working on some stuff well, I sold the painting, so I had to package that and take that to the mailbox. Yeah. 
So that's a blessing. Every time, guys, every time I sell a, a painting or a print, it's it's a blessing. So thank you. Yeah. And then um, from there, um, gosh, uh, I know we had to get ready. No, we were here for a few hours because I was working on the book. Well, that I know, but after that. Yeah, and then we had to... We, you had to make your way to, to Modesto, so we went out that way. Yeah, and then you had a, a interview with um, Cholo Trucker. Trucker, and I had to make my way, guys, because as you guys know, I'm going to start working tomorrow morning really super early. Today for you guys. Yeah, today for you guys. I have to be there. Like I'm leaving, we're leaving the house like at, at 6, at least by 6, 10, 6, 15 in the morning. We're leaving at 6. Okay, guys, we're leaving at 6 in the morning. Um, and uh, and then right as soon as I got off from from work, I literally, I left you at the church, you and Abraham. I went to go walk the kitchen and get familiar with the kitchen and go look at the at all the ingredients and everything over there and make sure I had everything I needed to start off tomorrow. We went to, I went back, pick you up and then we went to, um, evangelize and then drop off the kids, the youth, and then made our way back. And on the way back is when we realized that a very, very dear family of ours, um, our worship singer, um, had rushed to LA because he received sudden news guys that his dad had um, fallen right and stopped breathing and they were trying to resuscitate him and um, it is tragic 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 when you receive news of something so sudden, you know, and you receive um, really, really bad news and um, and you just don't, it's unexpected news. And then to get there and realize that you don't have much time and you lose a parent, you know? And then we're on our way back from Modesto, and we just got off the phone with him, I think maybe, what, half hour ago? Yeah. Half hour ago, we just got off the phone with him, guys. You know, this is our young couple. You guys see him constantly when he plays the, you know, the guitar, the, you know, our acoustic guitar, our young brother Ruben and his wife Katie, they sing worship. They're the ones that had the twins and um you know um we we send our love and our prayers to the entire family and um i think it's 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 hard you know because he it was so unexpected and uh what do you say we clarified it wasn't him right we said his dad yeah, his okay. dad. I don't yeah. want people to think we're talking I said about his dad. Okay. I said that from the beginning when he received the call. Okay. That it was his father. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that it was his father. Yeah. So yeah. we were able to call him and pray with him and I mean what do you what do you say, you know? What do you say? 
that he had to rush to Los Angeles and he had to get off work. And I mean, that's a hardship. Yeah. Yeah. They're a young couple, you know, it's a hardship. Yeah. But, um, we're definitely going to be, uh, just filling you guys in as, as time goes guys. And, and as we get to know a little bit more, um, we definitely want to send as much support and, um, love and support and, and whatever we can do as a family, you know, to, to be a support to them. So, you know, whatever we can do as moral support, financial support, and anything that we can do to help them. So, um, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted on, on what's going on there and, and everything. So, um, what else? That's it. We're here. Yeah. yeah. And I think we have a, a really good scripture. Yeah. So I wanted to um, get to it. Like I said, it's your first day tomorrow. If we leave here at 6, that means you got to get up even earlier than that. Yeah. It's not late now, but, man, late comes really quick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that we still have to render this video and set it up and all that. So, um, Let's do it. I mean, thank God. You know, I've been waking up at 6 to ride my bike, so I'm a little bit used to it now. Yeah. I don't get up too late, though. I usually, I usually kind of feel when you get up and stuff, so I've been getting up around 7 or 8 o'clock in the mm -hmm. morning. <clears throat> yeah, because I found out on my app when the sun actually comes <coughs> up. Um, drink, and then it tells you, you know, so like here, it, it, the sun comes up exactly, uh, the day breaks at 6.30. So I set my clock for 6 o'clock, get ready, put my gear on, air up my tires get everything on, my lights, turn them on, everything. And then um, that way by 6.18, I'm already riding. Ten minutes later, the sun breaks, you know. And uh, But it's cool. It's nice and cool, you know. Yeah. The worst thing is I don't like getting tired from the sun. If I'm tired riding, I want to get tired from riding, not from the sun. Yeah. You know, so anyways, guys, um, the scripture um, is out of the book of Amos. Amos is a very small, um, it's, a, it's called the minor prophet in the Bible. And uh, I wanted to talk about Amos <clears throat> first a little bit. He was um, interesting, an interesting fellow in the fact that he wasn't interesting. He didn't come from a king, kingly lineage. He, didn't, he wasn't a warrior. Um, he wasn't a priest. He was a sheep breeder, which, if you know anything about that time, that's like the low of the low. That's like uh, a bunch of shepherds. It's a shepherd. He was just a breeder of, of, of sheep. So a very unimportant title. Pretty much you would say, you know, the person that, obviously if he bred sheep, that means he smelled like sheep. He probably wasn't very in the, in big social circles. Wow, yeah. You know, regular guy. Um, but the Lord gave him a message. And this is at a time when Israel was split into two, the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. The southern kingdom had the temple, had Jerusalem. It was the, the tribe of Judah. And the northern tribe, the northern tribes were falling astray, had already fell astray, 
And the Lord told Amos, I need you to go and speak to the king of the northern kingdom. I imagine he's probably like, uh, Lord, are you, did you make a mistake? I'm just a sheep breeder. Mm-hmm. Who am I? You know, And this is what happens. So he goes and delivers a word to the king. And that king has a prophet himself. And that king's prophet kind of tells Amen, a- Amos off. Okay, so yes, hopefully that's enough context, right? Mm-hmm. Just to set the stage. Mm-hmm. So in Amos chapter 7, verse 10. We'll start there. So the king, the bad king, is Jeroboam. And he had a priest named Amaziah, okay? So starting here in verse 10, I'm going to read 10 to, I don't know, we'll see where it ends. Where does it end on yours? 10, 12, 13, 13, okay, 10 to 13. Okay. So it says this, So then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, this is what prophecy Amos said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel, talking about northern tribes, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from their own land. Well, that guy Amaziah, he didn't like it. Then Amaziah said to Amos, I'm on 12 now, Go, you seer, flee to the land of Judah. In other words, go back down south. There eat bread and there prophesy, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and it is the royal residence. I want to read more, but read from 10 to 13. Okay. So, Amaziah, priest at the shrine at Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is plotting to get rid of you, and he's doing it as an insider, working from within Israel. His talk will destroy the country. He's got to be silenced. Do you know what Amos is saying? Jeroboam will be killed. Israel is headed for exile. Then Amaziah confronted Amos, Seer, be on your way. Get out of here and go back to Judah where you came from. Hang out there. Do your preaching there. But no more preaching at Bethel. Don't show your face here again. There is the king's chapel. This is a royal shrine. This this is the king's chapel. So, man, that's messed up. Yeah. Amaziah's like, man, go preach over there. Take, take, you know what? Take that stuff out of here. Go over yeah, there, right? Get so, out of here. but look at, look at Amos, right? He could have got mad. He could have got riled up. He could have got into a debate. No, look at what happened. Verse fourteen. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, "I was no prophet, nor was I a son of a prophet, but I was a sheep breeder." and a tender of sycamore fruit. Then the Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said to me, Go and prophesy to my people Israel. Now therefore, hear the word of the Lord. 
You say, do not prophesy against Israel, and do not spout against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, your wife shall be a harlot in the city, your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword, your land shall be divided by a survey line, you shall die in a defiled land, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from his own land. Then, oh wait, for, right here, for, sorry. But Amos stood up to Amaziah. I never set up to be a preacher, never had plans to be a preacher. I raised cattle and I pruned trees. Then God took me off to the farm and, and said, go, preach to my people, Israel. So listen to God's word. You tell me, don't preach to Israel. Don't say anything against the family of Isaac. But here's what God is telling you. Your wife will become a whore in town. Your children will get killed. Your land will be auctioned off. You will die homeless and friendless. And Israel will be hauled off to exile from, from far from home. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, I can see why God chose Amos. Because even though he was humble... It was bold. Yeah. He was not saying his own words. He was repeating what God told him to say. So the, he so there's a few things that I can that I understand about Amos by reading that. One is he had reverence for God. If God gave him a mission, he was going to do it to the T, even if it offended. Yeah. And I think that's hard in the time today. How do we make this relevant? Is we live in a time, man, where, where everybody's easily offended. Um, everybody is trying to be politically correct. Yeah. So what do you do if God gives you a word? And what if that word isn't so fluffy? Mm. What if that word isn't so encouraging? You know, and, and I, I love his humility because he's like, listen, I didn't want to preach. This isn't what I wanted to do. I don't come from this stuff. I I just breed breed sheep and what is I'm a landscaper. Yeah. I'm just telling you what God said. You know, and, and I think that happens a lot because sometimes when we have a word, it reminded me of Brother Eli when he said there was a double service. One time he said, I don't even know where, where he shared his testimony he was supposed to in the second service. Remember that? He shared it. I will after you say it. The, he shared his testimony. And the thing about Eli, he's a straight shooter. And they kind of cut him off. And then between services, he goes, oh, so what time do I go on? They're like, no, no, you don't need to share in the second one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, you know what? Take that back to those, you know, and here's, this is why, this is why Eli is the type of man that will say, you know what, I'll go preach in the homeless camps. I'll go preach on Skid Row. I'll go preach there. Yeah. You know, and that's why, like, um, don't get me wrong, he had a, a home church, you know, before he moved to Modesto, but by his own admission, he's never been embraced by the whole church. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know his pastor that he had. 
his pastor embraced him. We'd go to lunch with him. We would, but the church, the congregation never really embraced him. Yeah. House of Rest loves him. Yeah. He, he didn't even know what it was like to be accepted into a, you know, church, you know? Yeah. Um, but this is more than a church. This is his family. Yeah, so. We love him. You know, um, I was just talking to Sister uh, Diana Frank's wife, mm -hmm. and she says, you know, I really love the message Sunday. She goes, because she goes, I was at a church where the more prestigious the congregation became, she was, they would tell us, don't speak in tongues. Mm. They would say, don't, don't, don't worship like that. It's almost like they were embarrassed. Yeah. Like, you know what? Take that over there. You know, and, and that's what I love, the fact that, like, I love their heart, Frank and Diana. And they're like, oh, we'll take it. We'll take it somewhere else then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and for, the, for years, they would do street ministry with Eli. And they kind of got jaded, it seems, with church. Yeah. And, and then um, I guess one time Eli was like, man, I'm, I'm with uh, David and Sharon. And, and uh, they knew me, you know, and they came by to check it out. I only knew them from when we would go riding bikes mm -hmm. and I would always see them in their backyard when David would be yeah. like, oh, I know them. And we would say hi to them when we but you didn't know who bikes. it was. Huh? No, but I would say uh, hi. There's I'm a like, bike hi. trail in Manteca, <laughs> a, a paved bike trail. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's the it's through houses. So there's the backs of houses, you know, but their fence was a see through like a, uh, a regular a regular gate. Yeah. A chain link, a chain link. And all the other ones were wood. So mm -hmm. that I always knew which house was theirs because they would always be in the backyard and out of the way. But, you know, I think they came to visit to visit. And uh, they saw praise. They heard shouts. They heard tongues. They heard truth. They heard truth. <laughs> and uh Bold they, truth and they Frank have, loved it. <laughs> they, they've been there ever since. And I remember, I still remember the after service that first time he comes up and I said, "Man, I hope you enjoyed yourself here." He goes, "Is this how you preach all the time?" I said, uh, "Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah." <laughs> and he I just, goes, "I just and, speak, I just yeah, speak you know." Uh, and then he goes, "You keep preaching like that, I'll keep coming." <laughs> That's what he told me, you know. Um, but I just, guys, I love the humbleness of Amos. He's like, man, I, I didn't come from this. I, I wasn't even trying to be a preacher, you know, uh, but yet God used him. Amen. And remember what I said, that that was the lowest of the low. Like, that's, a, that's not something you're proud of, you know what I mean? Like, people nowadays, like, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a, uh, an executive, I'm a manager, I'm... I don't know what other things are, you know. And then people feel a little more down if they're like, oh, I work at a, a car wash or fast food. or You know what I mean? People are made to feel less than, yeah. you know. And and that's like him. He's just like, yeah, I'm, I, I breed sheep, you know. And um, But this is, this is my point, is if God could give a word to a sheep breeder, what makes you think he won't give a word to the ex-addict, yes. to the ex-prostitute, to the ex-con, to the ex-whatever. 
What makes you think that God won't give you a word? Yeah, what makes you think that he won't give you a word and he won't do for you, that he won't do for your children, that he won't do for your loved ones, man? Yeah. You know? You know, um, so many people, men, women, even, even many people that have been victimized as children, and they grow up and feel less than. Like, how's God going to use me? Yeah. And I think you should find encouragement that if God can use a sheep breeder to give, here's the thing though, not just a word, but he gave a sheep breeder a word to the king of Israel. What makes you think he ain't giving you a word to speak at the White House? Mm. What makes you think he ain't giving you a word to speak at the Capitol? What makes you think he ain't gonna give you a word to speak to the city, to, to, to the north, to the north, south, east, and the west? If he can use Amos, yeah. he can use you. You know, it's so crazy because um, I was watching Alfonso. I was watching Alfonso march with... Um, a UFW? Yeah, when he was marching with the United Farm Workers and everything. And um, just the, the impact that he even goes out there and he makes, you know, because he makes a choice that he goes out there. You know, he's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. And mm -hmm. whatever he says he's going to go out and does, he does it. Yeah. You know, and everything starts with choice, you know, because he says, you know, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to I'm going to get it done. And if you make a choice to to, you know, if you choose Jesus and if you choose to follow him. That's all you got to do is make the choice and and set your eyes on him and trust me everything else falls right into place and it, but the thing is is that you just got to make the choice and and just watch just watch what jesus does mm -hmm. but it all starts with a choice man yeah it's it's such a beautiful beautiful thing with what uh with what the lord can do in your life yeah it really really it, is it, it's never too late never um the enemy wants us to disqualify ourselves or to make us think we're disqualified. And the Lord is like, no, I got greater things for you. The harvest is plenty. The workers are few. You know, and, and I have a feeling that he chose Amos. He doesn't choose people because of their prestige, because of their career, because of anything. He chooses you because of the heart that you have. And he says, you know, you might be a sheep breeder to these people, but to me, I see you as a bold trumpet. And I am calling you to be a trumpet and to speak the things that I speak. He's looking for bold men and bold women. He's looking for men and women that have a backbone. He's looking for men and women that are saying, you know what? I will not tarnish the word. I will not twist the word. I will not manipulate or, or dilute or compromise the word. I will spread this word, Lord, in whichever way you want me to, in whichever way you choose me to say, I will do it. Amen. You know, there's a part in the Bible where the Lord says, who am I going to send? Send me, Lord. And the person answered and said, send me. Yeah. I will go. Yes. I will do it. You know, and a lot of times, you know, people say, man, look at this. Who's going to reach them? Who's going to reach them? 
Instead of saying, Lord, use me to reach them. Use me to reach them. Yeah. And I, I, I've heard this a couple of times, and I've heard it many times before, but lately I keep hearing it a lot, that he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And that, to me, that fits exactly what we're talking about. He will qualify you. Because obviously, none of us are qualified to speak his word. Yeah. I know sometimes, you know, you may feel, even as a parent, you may feel a little disqualified, you know, even with your children or even with your adult children or something. Because a lot of the times we're, 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 um, we have a lot of guilt that we're carrying because of our past, you know, and, 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 and we feel guilty and, um, we kind of, we kind of have this thing that we carry and it almost feels that we, we love with this, with this guilt on top of it. And we, we never seem to get rid of it. And it's, and it's almost like, you know, it's something that hangs over, over us with our, with our family sometimes, you know, and, and, you know, the Lord wants to heal. The Lord wants to heal and mend those relationships with our family members, with our loved ones, with our children. And, and guys, you know, uh, I will say this, that even, even in, in those circumstances, you know, um, he wants to be able to show you even in those circumstances because you know i i realized that like my daughter you know i was telling david earlier you know i had done so much wrong in my past and and they went through so much you know even a lot of church hurt that my kids never even wanted to go back to church you know they were like you know, I don't want to go back to church. You know, I seen so much going back and forth, back and forth in the ministry that I was in. And they never wanted to step foot back in. I'll be honest with you guys. Even my son has said that, huh? You know, that he never wants to, you know, didn't want to step a foot back in because of all the religion that they've seen and everything. And, you know, and he's like, I'm just not going to do it. But I really, really thought, okay, Lord, you know, I need to just leave it all in your hands and you need to be in control, Lord, you know, and, and, you know, the last few times that we've been able to go to SoCal, you know, my daughter, the Lord has really revealed himself to my daughter because she'd be like, mom, you know, God knew that, you know, God knew that you, you, I needed you here, you know, it's like, like something would happen and she'd be like, the Lord sent you here, huh? Remember the last few times? Yeah, we, yeah she, she'd be like, why why are you here? It's like, like the Lord knew that I needed you here. Like something happened and she'd be like, like, how did this happen? Like, you know, there were very specific things and, 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 and it was crazy because it was like we would go there and I would do something and, and it was in my heart to do something specific and not even realizing that the need, it was the need that she needed and I was answering and, and it's like, it, it was like something in my heart that I felt that I needed to do for her and not realizing that it was the Lord providing that need for her, you know, and it was something that was needed and she would be like, you know, I was needing this mom or this was, you know, you know, God was bringing you when I needed it the most. And, 
and everything. And, and what's crazy is that sometimes, you know, even our own families, you know, God makes himself real in our family's lives as well. So guys, you know, even God makes himself real in, in the lives of our families in the most, you know, in the most, um, in the times when we don't even expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. Um, Again? Running out of memory. Six more minutes. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You got to clean it out. There's, all the videos are cleaned out, so I don't know what else to do. Anyways, guys, God bless you guys. Have a great day. Hopefully you enjoyed this devotional. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the prophet Amos. Um, I think it's an important book. It's it's actually a short book, so maybe today you should just open the Bible and, and read those chapters. Now that you know a little bit about the insight of his job and his his mission, you knowing he's a sheep breeder. Humble. You know, um, then maybe that opens it up to bring a little bit of more understanding as you read. It's only a few chapters. Uh, I'm not sure how many chapters it is, but it's just a few chapters. And you can read it in one sitting, to be honest with you. And I think with that understanding, it'll just make it that much more it's clear. nine chapters. Nine chapters. They're short chapters, though. Yeah. So, all right, guys. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm going to go for 24 miles. That's my plan. 24? Maybe 22. See what happens. Okay. You guys heard that. 24, 22 miles. Yeah. Uh, well, I was thinking this is if I start at the church, because I'm going to go to that trail. But I don't I want. I don't really want to go through downtown. It's not fun. I have to keep stopping. You know what I mean? The lights. You know what I'm saying? Well, while he rides, I'll be cooking for eight hours tomorrow, guys. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking of going to that park and then doing my, my long 22. So it'll probably cut off two miles instead of 24. It'll be 22, but probably be more an enjoyable ride. You know what I'm making tomorrow? No, I don't. No. I'm making omelets in the morning. Gourmet omelets. Um, chicken tostadas for lunch. And then I'm making a enchilada casserole for dinner. Yep. I might eat pork, be eating pork belly. And we got like two minutes left. What with else? my green salsa. Oh yeah. And dessert. I'm making dessert. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Bye guys. We gotta help Angie again. Love ya. See you later. All right, guys. God bless you. Thank you so much. Oh, and I did. I'm not sure when Cholo Trucker is releasing that interview we did. Probably tomorrow. Well, today for them, maybe. Today for you guys. If you guys are not subscribed to Cholo Trucker, why not? Why are you yelling at them? Don't yell at them. Why not? Don't yell at them. Cholo Trucker is a good friend and brother in Christ. Um, I got I got really excited. I know it's like, why? Why'd you get excited? Because right after he, we talked on Zoom, Eli shows up at the church, and he goes, "Hey, Pastor, um, I'm doing this thing with Cholo Trucker, and I don't know how to do it." And I said, like, "I just <laughs> I'm on the phone with him now." 
So apparently he booked us back to back. So after my Zoom interview, because it was pre-recorded, so he used, he used Zoom. With his, he went on um, that other live one. So he was live. But this is what made me excited. Is uh, I heard him because I, I left. I, I said, here, just sit right here, Eli. Eli is uh, the most non-technological person in the world. And he was, I don't know what to do. Here's my phone. So I set it up, put it on the tripod. Tell him, sit right here, set it up for him. And then I walked away. And then um, in the I, background was your little face painting. Yeah. So I oh heard this introduction. Uh, Cholo Trucker makes this introduction. He goes, man, this is Brother Eli. He's an evangelist. He goes, man, he gets me so excited and so hyper that I just want to run up to people and tell them Jesus loves you. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how nice. So I got really excited about that. Aww. So he, I think, I think Cholo Trucker has a... a uh a heart no a soft something you know he's special toward toward him and his wife are so special yeah but i mean toward eli toward eli he gravitates toward eli and i think you know for some reason and he listens to him and and he really you know so i don't know i was just really happy about that yeah Yeah. because we all love eli but you know yeah guys 30 seconds all right, guys, I'm actually setting up a map over there in, at, at House Arrest, and it's going to start showing, like, all the places where Eli is going and gone. And we're going to, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to share it with you guys. But anyways, see you guys later. We love you guys. Bye. Yeah. All right. Bye.